Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another episode of the Did He Really Just Say That podcast, The Word of the Lord. CNN suddenly realizes it has a Hitler-loving freelancer. Really? Oops. But before we take a look at CNN, now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoor, outdoor, all day long, which I do, made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue and they're made with quality leather suede for a limited time mike is offering 40 percent off his new my slippers the my slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family so go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code jeff you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dream bed sheets the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Okay, now, much has been made this last week out of the discovery that CNN, my one-time stomping grounds, had been using the services of Pakistani freelancer Adil Raja. Raja, notoriously, was discovered to have been tweeting praise for you can't make this up. Hitler. The Daily Caller's Greg Price unearthed 54 articles under Raja's byline at CNN dating back to 2014. Newsbusters Nicholas Fondacaro smartly noted an earlier CNN problem with anti-Semitism, writing this. Unfortunately, he wrote, this wasn't the first time a CNNer from the Middle East had spewed vile anti-Semitism. As Newsbusters reported in 2019, a photo editor named Mohammed El-Shami was fired after tweets from 2011 showed him celebrating the deaths of, quote, four Jewish pigs, unquote, who were killed by Hamas. Quote, Hamas, 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 at anti-Israel, uh, hashtag anti-Israel, hashtag Gaza, hashtag Palestine, hashtag Hamas, another tweet cheered. Now, hold on. This problem with anti-Semitism hasn't been limited to CNN. Back in the ancient year of 2019, recall this headline from The Hill. The headline read, New York Times opinion apologizes for cartoon depicting anti-Semitic tropes. The story reported this, quote, The New York Times opinion section on Saturday apologized for a political cartoon that included anti-Semitic tropes. The image, published in the international print edition of Thursday's paper, featured Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as a guide dog wearing a Star of David collar leading President Trump, who was wearing a skullcap and dark glasses, unquote. 
Not to be forgotten either was that there was also a second cartoon incident with the Times, as reported by the UK Sun. The Sun's headline read, More Times Fury. New York Times publishes another anti-Semitic cartoon just days after sketch of Trump and Israel's PM sparks outrage. The latest caricature of Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu has been widely condemned. That Sun story reported this, quote, The New York Times was last night again accused of anti-Semitism over an offensive cartoon just days after the paper sparked global outrage for a similar drawing. Readers reacted with fury after a caricature of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu holding a tablet of a Star of David was published on Saturday, unquote. And not to be forgotten is this week's revelation that the Associated Press for years was sharing an office building with Hamas in Gaza. Fox News headlined that news this way. A 2014 Atlantic report claimed Hamas fighters regularly, quote, burst into the AP's Gaza Bureau and threatened the staff, and the AP wouldn't report it, unquote. The story quoted the AP response to all of this news as follows, quote, We have had no indication Hamas was in the building or active in the building, AP President and CEO Gary Pruitt said in a statement. This is something we actively check to the best of our ability. We would never knowingly put our journalists at risk, unquote. That 2014 AP story in the Atlantic, and I've taken a look at it, was remarkable for its admission of the ties between the AP and a seriously unprofessional, not to mention anti-Semitic, disdain for Israel. The story in The Atlantic quotes a radio and print journalist named Mark Levy, a longtime on-the-ground observer of Israel and Palestine, as saying that he, and I'm quoting from The Atlantic here, believes that in the last years of his career, the AP's Israel operation drifted from its traditional role of careful explanation toward a kind of political activism that both contributed to and fed off growing hostility to Israel worldwide. The AP is extremely important, and when the AP turned, it turned a lot of the world with it, Levy said. That's when it became harder for any professional journalist to work here, Jewish or not. I reject the idea that my dissatisfaction had to do with being Jewish or Israeli. It had to do with being a journalist. When Hamas's leaders surveyed their assets before this summer's round of fighting, they knew that among those assets was the international press. The AP staff in Gaza City would witness a rocket launch right beside their office. Get that, right beside their office, endangering reporters and other civilians nearby. And the AP wouldn't report it. Not even in AP articles about Israeli claims that Hamas was launching rockets from residential areas. This happened. Hamas fighters would burst into the AP's Gaza Bureau and threaten the staff, and the AP wouldn't report it. Unquote. You got all that? Taken together, what is clearly evident is that the liberal media, in this case CNN, the New York Times, and the Associated Press, have an underlying problem with the self-same and decidedly vivid anti-Semitism that is coming from various left-wing members of the Democrat caucus in the House. When CNN is forced, twice, to fire people because of blatant anti-Semitism, when the New York Times has to apologize for running not one but two blatantly self-evident anti-Semitic cartoons, and when the AP is seen by Hamas as a, quote, asset, unquote, and uses a location, quote, right beside, unquote, the AP office to launch rockets, and the AP refuses to report it? As the old U.S. astronaut lingo might put it, Houston, we have a problem.
Note well that Mr. Rogers' tweets dated all the way back to 2014, a full seven years ago. And yet somehow these tweets escaped CNN's notice? I don't really doubt that they did escape CNN's notice. The real question is, why? No, I'm not suggesting that CNN is anti-Semitic. I am suggesting that anti-Semitism is simply ignored by liberals in the media when it comes from the American or international left. New York Times columnist Brett Stevens touched on exactly this problem when the cartoon incident exploded at his paper in 2019. Stevens' headline was, A Despicable Cartoon in the Times. The paper of record needs to reflect deeply on how it came to publish anti-Semitic propaganda. Wrote Mr. Stevens, quote, As prejudices go, anti-Semitism can sometimes be hard to pin down. But on Thursday, the opinion pages of the New York Times International Edition provided a textbook illustration of it, except that the Times wasn't explaining anti-Semitism, it was purveying it. It did so in the form of a cartoon, provided to the newspaper by a wire service, and published directly above an unrelated column by Tom Friedman, in which a guide dog with a prideful countenance and the face of Benjamin Netanyahu leads a blind, fat Donald Trump wearing dark glasses and a black yarmulke. Lest there be any doubt as to the identity of the dog man, it, appear, it wears a collar from which hangs a Star of David. Here was an image that, in another age, might have been published in the pages of Der Sturmer, the Nazi publication. The Jew in the form of a dog, the small but wily Jew leading the dumb and trusting American, the hated Trump being Judaized with a skull cap, the nominal servant acting as the true master, the cartoon checked so many anti-Semitic boxes that the only thing missing was a dollar sign. Mr. Stevens concludes by saying, the problem with the cartoon isn't that its publication was a willful act of anti-Semitism. It wasn't. The problem is that its publication was an astonishing act of ignorance of anti-Semitism, and that at a publication that is otherwise hyper-alert to nearly every conceivable expression of prejudice, from mansplaining to racial microaggressions to transphobia, unquote. Bingo. Brett Stevens has nailed it here. What is at play in the leftist media today is that it is either guilty of, quote, astonishing acts of ignorance of anti-Semitism, unquote, or, as is the case with those House Democrats who have tolerated the decidedly vivid anti-Semitism of the squad and its various cheerleaders, they choose to deliberately overlook it. Over 20 years ago, say again, over 20 years ago, the leftist UK Guardian featured an op-ed with this headline, Israel simply has no right to exist. Six years ago, in 2015, the Jewish publication AISH, that's A-I-S-H dot com, headlined this story, Four Reasons Why the Media is Biased Against Israel. Those four reasons were listed as follows. Number one, favoring the underdog. Two, intimidation of journalists. Three, political messaging. And last, but certainly not least, was number four, anti-Semitism. The article ended by saying this, Today, Israel is under siege from all sides, from Iran, Hezbollah, BDS, and Palestinian terror. It's time to wake up and confront the media's insidious contributions to this war. Unquote. Exactly. This was true six years ago. It was true 20 years ago. And as this latest episode with CNN illustrates, it is true right now. The question, I would suggest the obvious question, as war has once again broken out in the Middle East with Israel under attack, the obvious question is, what is the liberal media doing to police the anti-Semitism in its ranks? The answer, as of the moment, is, sadly, 
not much. This is Jeffrey Lord with the latest episode of The Word of the Lord. Stop in and visit my website, thejeffreylord.com. Stay well out there, and thanks for listening.